Um, I titled this, I don't, I normally do walk with me's and I planned on walking today. Um, however, mother nature is dazed and confused. That was our, um, motivation for last night's, um, soap scope that we did. Um, so instead of it being the 70 and 80 degrees that we've had, it's now about 51 degrees in freezing rain. So I am in my car. I was not going to make baby girl walk around the corner just so that I could scope. How are you? Been away from Periscope for a little. Okay. It, it, and you know what? That may be a part of your matrix that you got to step out of for a little bit. So I titled this scope, Step Out of the Matrix for 2016. Good morning. And you're calling me a hottie. I love that. Let me, well, I'm going to take it. You know what they say? When somebody gives you a compliment, you just take it and smile and you don't dumb it down. Um, so what I wanted to talk about was stepping out of the matrix, but there is a secret. And that matrix, and I've been talking a lot about this in Perry Soap School, is the whole concept of um, it's supposed to be a certain way. But the secret behind that and being successful in that is you don't go around telling everybody that this is what I'm going to do. Good morning at 6.30 in the morning. You have a great day. You too, Laura. You don't tell anybody um, what it is that you're attempting to do. The whole idea of the matrix, and I get off track, but you guys can help me to either stay off track or get on track. Freezing in Moscow. You're in Russia? Oh my God. You're in a, <laughs> a sleeping bag. Oh, oh. And um, I'm going to tell you guys a story. And I'm going to try and protect as many people as I can in this story. But it's very, very important. Have to head out. We'll check back with you later. Okay, have a good day. Um, so there was a person that I knew. And this is going to suck. Because you know how you're supposed to be very genuine on Periscope. People can really start seeing through. Hi, see you later. Um, people can start seeing through your crap as you try to um, sugarcoat stuff, which isn't really the best policy for Periscope, but I need to do that for this story. So, um, this girl had a dream, and she didn't really tell a lot of people. Wow, you can actually hear the raindrops. So maybe that's telling me, don't tell the story, don't tell the story. And so she decided um, to tell one person in particular because it had came to her that this is the person that could probably help her. And so she told the person, um, and so she told this person, they, they proceeded to tell several other people and the story got completely miscombobulated, discombobulated and it turns out that the person that she shared the story with was actually planning and praying and hoping for it to come out terrible. They were just pretty much praying on the downfall and hoping that it would fail. Not because they wanted the individual to fail, but because they had never, and my battery is low, and because they had never dreamed of not working for another person. So they couldn't see the vision beyond what that individual was um, especially and I don't know what it is about what we teach our kids or what's ingrained in us as people to feel like either one we're entitled to something or two 
Um, the way of living is to slave and work every single day. And I'm not saying that I'm a slave and I work every day. I actually love the work that I do. I, I absolutely love what I do. But there came a point when I realized that I was putting everything into building someone else's dream while at the same time creating my own nightmare. So I don't know if that makes sense to anyone. Um, but I say dream big for one. There's, there's no glory in um, playing small at all. There's no glory in it at all. And if you have a dream, it's the same thing like if you have a newborn baby. You wouldn't just hand that off to a stranger and say, oh, make sure you feed her. You don't do that. Have, like That's what you do with a brand new baby. So why would you then turn over whatever it is that you're dreaming about and whatever you're hoping for to just anybody? And I thought that I had vetted that whole dream with someone that I could trust. But you never know what kind of wolves are lying in sheep's clothing. Um, so I want you all to step out of the matrix. Um, my brother, I don't know if he's still on here, but he has some amazing gifts and talents. When we were younger, we still call him Mr. Fix-It. We still call him Mr. Fix-It to this day. He would take apart any electronic device and put it back together, never seeing an instruction manual, never seeing any type of things like that at all. But somehow, Marquita, you know, and um, we would be ready to throw stuff in the trash. But he would just tinker with it and it would be like brand new, like even better than it was before. And I'm hoping that he starts to dream big beyond what somebody tells him is possible or beyond the supposed to be, it's supposed to be this way. And if you have people around you that are saying, oh no, that's not, that's not, that's not realistic. Well, who gives a damn about realistic? Who really cares about realistic? Um, do you think uh, Steve Jobs or um, any of those people thought realistic? We're now talk. Don't let anyone tell you that you're dreaming too big. Protect your dreams um, and make sure you step out of the matrix of it's supposed to be. You're back, Anthony. See, I just was singing your praises and you left. Now you come back whatever um so i really really hope that you all take the new year and i'm not talking about january 1st 2016 i'm talking about whatever today's date is 2015 make that your new year to decide make a decision the power in just making a decision and i love will smith i absolutely loves will smith strong motivator right um the power of just making the decision and the choice that this is what it's going to be. There is no plan B. There is no plan C. It's plan A for what you're doing in this moment right now. Whether it, there is no option for failure. And I think that for me, that was why I was always so successful in my career. Because I, when I look back at it and the awareness that I have now, there was never an option for me to fail in it, ever. Because I had four people, Kia, you're amazing. I am so proud of you, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> you are very welcome. I um, I had four eyes looking at me now. I had four eyes looking at me. So failing in my career wasn't an option. So 
what I would do is I would study while I was there and then I would study some more after the fact not just my job but the industry that I was in what our competitors were doing how they were doing it and then I would come back and make those suggestions and implementations at work and then I said well what if I sprinkle just a little bit of that into what I what I see up here and you have to realize that other people aren't going to be able to see this it's it's up to you to make that fruition so don't look for any type of validation confirmation from anyone external when I started walking in what I really feel passionate about and what I really love problems with time management can't organize myself do one thing at a time do one thing so when you get up in the morning say what's the one thing that I can do to advance this dream and do that and you'll notice that by and make sure it's the most important thing and um I'm trying to think of his name. It's not Stephen Covey. Uh, Napoleon Hill. If you guys have not read Napoleon Hill, um, he has a book out, Laws of Success. Um, Outwitting the Devil is an amazing book. If you don't have time to sit down and read, download it on Audible. You can listen to it while you're working, you're cooking, and doing other things. But that is going to put a whole lot into perspective, especially around the education system, especially around um, how religious organizations end up programming you to really have fear. Um, Outwitting the Devil, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. If you get that book and you actually listen to it, and, 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 and it's really up to you, the reader, to figure out who the devil is. Is the devil somebody that's in your mind that you've created and it's actually pulling you down? Hey, Tisha, how are you? So if you get that book and then you start to actually walk in your own gifts, in your own talents, um, try to find it in Russian. Look, I don't know, do you guys have access to Audible or Amazon? Because I'm sure it's been translated into a million languages by this point, I'm sure. And if you're in Russian, can you understand me? If you can understand me, you can get the book. <laughs> and I mean, I don't speak good English. I, I barely speak English, um, but you get my point. Um, so get that book. You definitely want to get that book. And I really want all of you, and Tisha, you're joining late. Alchemist is awesome. We were talking about Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. Um, and he wrote that book over I think it was in 1939 but his family was so afraid um, to let it out because he was talking about religious organizations he was talking about the education system um, he was talking about all of these various things and um, how they start to feed your fear and how you just won't try and it kind of quells your creativity and I started noticing that I was doing so much of that with my own daughters after I read the book um, in my own life with the you're supposed to dress this way you're supposed to talk that way um, you're supposed to do periscope this way and I said you know what let me just step out of that and that was my matrix so figure out what your matrix is that you have been whirlwinding whirl I don't know the right word how to say that 
that you have been playing over and over in your mind. Sometimes I would be in situations and I would feel like an alien from out of space because there was nobody that I could really connect with. Um, that has changed recently. Yes, I had to let my daughters wear polka dots and stripe because she wanted to. She wanted to, right? Hey, Lorraine. And the thing about it is they start to create their own trends. And I'm, and I'm starting to notice that's pretty goddamn, that's neat. I had made a very, very conscious decision in November of last year to turn the television off. Turn the television off. That is the biggest piece of advice I can give anybody. It is so, it is, it is, I don't even know the right word for it. Good morning, good morning. Kids watching cartoons. That's good too, but listen to the messages and the subliminal messages that those cartoons are giving kids. Um, it was a challenge to let her go outside like that, but I had to let her express herself, which is the most important part. Because if you think about it, if you're constantly saying, oh no, pull your shirt up, oh no, pull your, um, make sure your socks match, that's going to create second guessing for them as they get older. And it's going to be very hard for them to make their own decisions because they're looking for someone to validate them instead of, oh, I'm doing it this way because I like it. I'm doing it this way because this is the way I want it to be. And guess what? From that, who knows where she's going to go? She could probably end up being a fashion designer. Um, and I'm not saying that that's the end-all be-all, but she could have a whole following of people. They're actually selling mismatch socks now. They're selling socks to go that way because so many kids have been trying to do it for so long. And us parents who have been taught and trained and drilled that this is the way that you're supposed to dress. Good morning, Poppy. That this is the way you're supposed to do it. And now mass media and, and marketing companies have picked up on that and they're cashing in on it. Had we let our kids do that, I don't watch TV. I watch Periscope shaking my head. I had to turn off notifications because I wasn't sleeping. Yeah, I have my cousin up in California three hours earlier than she's supposed to be because I didn't went live. Zakia, need to go. Thanks for life lessons. You're welcome. I read aloud Secrets of Millionaire Minds to my children two years ago and my nine-year-old says, oh, wait, wait, I'm waiting for what your nine-year-old says. They're probably already thinking like millionaires and we're squashing it from them because we're thinking like um, people that are supposed to not be millionaires. And um, KRS-One says something in one of his reps and um, I never understood hip-hop for a long time and that's because I was listening to the watered down version from um, Lil Wayne in that group. Um, I listen to R&B and hip hop. I am money magnet every time she finds money anywhere. See? See? But KRS-One says something and I'm going to get the line wrong and um, somebody that I'm not as close to anymore was actually the first person to say it to me. Um, but KRS-One says, the rich get richer because they think rich. The poor stay poor because they mind, their mind can't switch. You understand that? The poor stay poor because their mind can't switch. And the rich think rich. We think about, oh, I have this bill to pay. I have this to do. We don't think about investing. We don't think about beyond tomorrow. We don't think about the legacies that we're creating. We don't think about any of that stuff. 
because we are trained to think bills, 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 bills. How you want to pay your bills? And then that's the fear that keeps you from stepping into, oh, I have this great idea, but oh, no, 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 that's, that's too scary. That's too scary. Um, but turn off the TV and Anthony, I, I don't know how I can express this to you, but you have some genius in your brain. You really do. Um, bingo, that is the programming. And if you can, um, I don't know if you are on catch Anthony, but if you guys are able to see on one of his broadcasts, he took apart a car, the entire inside of a car in less than 30 minutes because he no longer wanted fabric in the car. And then he replaced it with leather upholstery. The entire car. He didn't read a manual on that. None of that. Um, and before Periscope came out, maybe about three or four years ago, he had said um, he wished that there was a way that he could show the real world through his eyes, the hood, a day in a life. That's what he called it. And so when I saw Periscope come out, I said, you need to get on here. Um, lately, we've been listening to Hamilton, which is a soundtrack. Um, they retell the story of Alexander Hamilton. Um which was one of the founding fathers. He was the first person to do um, the treasury in the United States. But his story was untold for a very long time. Um, but it's a soundtrack. And what they did was they made it a hip hopra. So most of the cast on Broadway, we all have genius inside of us. We must activate it by shifting our mindset. So important. So important. Um, but life, life throws some things at us. Like you yeah, you shifting your mindset, but how you gonna pay this electric bill? How you gonna pay this mortgage? Um, yeah, that car note, that all of those things. But then that comes from again living outside of your means and all of that other stuff, not having a financial acumen that you should have. Um, which I'm learning. We, but the beauty in all of that, and that's why one of the very first things that I said when I started joining Periscope is that every lesson that you go through good bad or indifferent at some point it's going to teach you what you need to know for the next step that you're going through you are talking about your brother and his car oh Lorraine you saw it it was I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like oh my and but I I shouldn't have been surprised because I watched him do it my entire life yay Hamilton's landmark home is in Harlem are you serious um I don't know if any of you have Amazon Prime you can download the soundtrack and it goes from the beginning to the end of his story on Amazon Prime. If you look up Hamilton, it's free and you can listen to the whole thing and it tells the entire story. And there's one song on there and it says, history has its eyes on you. Another part of the song is who lives, who dies, who tells your story. He said, and, and, and at the beginning of it, he says, I was younger than you are now. Um, and I had dreams of living in um, glory. Um, one thing that changes or um, one thing that I wish I knew, um, you have no control of who lives, who dies, and who tells your stories. And then he talks about, I'm not throwing away my shot. Um, um, never satisfied. The fact that he's never satisfied. He's always working. Um, why do you write like you're running out of time? write day and night like you're running out of time and I think about bloggers I think about people that are on video this is your chance to tell your story 
This is your chance. So even if, even if you should drop dead tomorrow, somebody, you get a chance to tell that story. You get a chance to make sure that people understand what it is that you were attempting to do. Um, your intentions may not necessarily translate into reality. You get it? So that's how I started on Periscope. I came on Periscope thinking that I could research how could corporate America start using this as a tool for training and development because that's what I do in my career. And then I realized that there was a whole bunch of stuff with that. And so, but I was learning something new every day. Like, I mean, I taught myself an entire WordPress. I taught myself um, shopping cart functionality, all kinds of stuff that I would have never had an interest in. Um, I surrounded myself with all kinds of motivational people. Um, so if you're not on here, really taking something in, you're doing yourself a disservice. If you're not sharing the world through your eyes, you're doing yourself a disservice and you're doing the world a disservice because they need to know, they really absolutely need to know what it is that's happening through your eyes. I will scope the soap at Whole Foods here in Ohio and tag you. Amazing. And it's natural soap. It's all natural soap. That's the thing about it. And how? And I'm going to get... I say this all the time. But I'm going to get off my soapbox. But I'm going to tell you a little bit about soap. And why you need to use natural soap. Commercial soap is pretty much a detergent. So it dries your skin out. The whole purpose of that soap. Um, the commercial soap that you buy. Is so that you can buy all of the complimentary products. Because they take the glycerin out of it. And the glycerin is what um, moisturizes your skin. But when you use natural soap, it actually a natural byproduct of natural soap is glycerin. So all of that moisture is going right back into your skin. There's all kinds of chemicals in commercial soap. And even Whole Foods has picked up on it. And they're starting to sell natural soap in their stores. Um, just look at the ingredients. Look at the ingredients. I'm at 10%. I am in my car. I can charge you guys up. So I still have a few people in here. Um, I'm going to plug you in. So before I go, whoever is still in here, do me a favor. Type your name, where you're from, what you scope about. Laugh out loud. You stay on your soapbox, please, right? I never get off. <laughs> I'm always on there because it's something about a level of awareness. And once you become aware, nothing makes sense anymore nothing makes sense anymore I remember when my daughter brought home um, a fundraiser from school and I love fundraisers don't get me wrong hi pastor um, I love fundraisers but then I looked at the psychology of it I am still a walking dog we need you on your soapbox learning a lot from my little cousin um, the, she brought home a flyer from school and they had a, an auditorium full of kids and they were getting them really hyped up about selling all of these products and it was stuff that you could find in five and below the dollar store but they had a markup on them for about $15 or $20 and get this if they sold a hundred items they would get a hundred dollars and so she was really excited. I mean, she was ready to start pounding the pavement up and down the street, up and down the street. 
And I said, well, wait a minute, Nyla. If you sell a hundred of these products, a hundred, you're going to hand them $1,500 minimum. And they're going to pat you on the back and say, great job. Here's a hundred dollars. I said, now you like to make your own stuff. You knit stuff. You make lip balms. You do all of these things. What if you got a group of your friends and told them they're going to, they'll make 10 cents for everyone. They sell it for a dollar. They make 10 cents. And then they give you 90 cents for every one of those. Girlfriend went in the house and started making her lip balm. And I share that with all of you to say, the programming starts as early as preschool. The programming starts as early as daycare. They, I can't tell you how many um, fundraisers I've done over the years from the time my daughter was one. I'm paying you daycare, but I'm also getting you additional funds for some type of improvement. Um, but I, I just love, I, I, I want all of, you love the title. Um, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with working with for anybody, but I think that a lot of people have dreams inside of them. I think a lot of people have let the world tell them that this is how far you can go. I'm, I'm telling you, this is the start of where you should begin and this is where you should be going. Actually, there should be no goddamn ceiling. There should be no ceiling at all. So, it's time for me to step off my soapbox. It's time for me to go ahead and start doing some additional work. Will you make body wash? Did you see movie Joy? I have not. Um, I will probably make body wash. I, the interesting thing is I'm, I don't think I'm in the business of selling soap. I'm not in the business of selling soap. I'm in the business of creating hope for people that don't have it. And so... And that's from my own experiences. That is from my own experiences. So I'm going to go. Have a great day.